So I actually have broke my dick before, and that's some scary shit, my guy. Hey, thanks for checking out episode 35 of the Rush Ravina Project. If you enjoyed this episode, then give it a share on social media, drop a review on Apple Podcasts, like, subscribe, and follow the show on Instagram and Twitter at TRTPPod. Today's guest is a comedian and co-host of the Inner Idiot Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Tyler Havlin. How was that pineapple, man? Hey, yeah, it's very good. I ate, <laughs> I ate the whole thing. <laughs> so yeah, I got a bit of a bad tummy now, but if I shit myself, then it's all right. It's an audio podcast. <laughs> uh, how's your moustache doing? It's doing good, man. I, I thought it. I thought it was fitting to have it today. Still, oh, it's glad. almost gone. <laughs> Are you getting rid of it straight away afterwards? Oh yeah. <laughs> You had any feedback? It only comes out about once every two years, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> you keep on trying it out. Yeah, I mean, I bring it back for comedical purposes. I don't even know if that's a real word, comedical. Ah, oh, yeah, I, I think it is. <laughs> comedical. Sounds good. You hear it here, fellas. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, where'd you grow up, man? Uh, I grew up just south of Cincinnati, Ohio, man. I'm, I'm just outside the Midwest. We're, uh, it's kind of, it, where I'm at is about 15 years behind the rest of the goddamn country and, and the rest of the fucking country is about 15 years behind the rest of the fucking world. Uh, what'd your parents do? Uh, my mom sold drugs and my dad was an exotic dancer. That's interesting. Tell me more about that. That That's half true. No, so my <laughs> mom, she, <laughs> she was a single mom, man. And, and yeah. she was savage. Um, so she raised me pr- primarily by herself most of my life. So I lived with her, my grandmother, and my younger sister. So I just grew up. I was I was screwed. Like it was just estrogen all over the goddamn house. So it, regardless, like I, I learned like a lot about women in that time. And then so she was she was a bartender and and she really did sell drugs. Man, my the women in my family are fucking savages. Uh, and my grandma, we called her ghetto granny because she just smoked, G- she smoked G, uh, GPCs and, and had a bottle of vodka on her at all th- all times. What's GPCs? Uh, generic pack of cigarettes. Oh, I see. I thought it meant ganja or something. Yeah. So she was, she was, uh, she was halfway, like she did a lot of good stuff for women. She started a lot of halfway houses for women. But she was also somebody you didn't want to cross. See, she she had a, a habit of dating younger men. And one of the younger men she dated, she bought the man a truck. And he left her, and she had the truck blown up. <laughs> like, blown up. Like, straight out fucking Mission Impossible style shit. Like, truck blown up. Oh, my God. Was, it, was he in it? Uh, no, he no. wasn't in it. <laughs> And somehow, somehow she got away with that shit, man. I'm telling you what. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it was a different time. <laughs> yeah. That's a fucking crazy story. Thanks for having me on today, man. This is, I'm stamping my uh, Brighton on my podcast passport here. Oh, first Brighton pass. Uh, have you done many other podcasts? Yeah. Um, 
You're, you're on Twitter. You probably follow the unexpected. I, I was, did a guest, but that was, they were my first guest spot. Oh. And then the Atwood Bar podcast. I was, I've been on that. And recently I did the inner monologue. And then short Lord Shorty, he was actually on a modern proposal last week. And that, that episode will be uploaded, I think next week. So. Oh, right. All over the place. Yeah. I haven't checked out any of those podcasts yet. Uh, were they good appearances? Uh, the, the first two for me were the last one. The guys were great, but we, I had some technical difficulties on my end and it was in, in the middle of the night for me. So I was a little tired. I just laid down with my youngest demon spawn and she wouldn't let me out of the bed. So I ended up falling asleep and then waking right up to do a podcast. I was... <laughs> she comes straight from the loins of Satan. Let me tell you what, that little girl's a gangster. Oh, bless. <laughs> so what like, hobbies did you have in your childhood? Hobbies. So obviously growing up with all women, like I had to, I had to kind of figure it out on my own. So I didn't get to do a lot of the stuff that like other boys were doing. Like I wasn't out working on cars with my dad. You know, I wasn't out farming. There was, I say this, there wasn't a lot of farms around me, but I mean, somehow everybody around me is a goddamn farmer. <laughs> make that make sense. But I, I didn't get to do all these things. So I immersed myself in school, believe it or not. I actually had really good grades up until about high school in sports. Uh, and then just hanging out with friends all the time. But, I mean, I, I had a lot of cool sports accomplishments, but that was basically it, sports fighting in school. Oh, nice. You, uh, you said you were a bit of a chess man. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah I, I actually uh, was on a chess team. When did I say that? Oh, one of the episodes you did. I can't remember which one, but yeah, I was listening to a bunch earlier. Yeah, I was actually on a chess team at the end of middle school and beginning of high school. It was, it, it was really strange because... I mean, I ain't got nothing against nerds. I've turned into a nerd the older I get, but you know, I was I was a jock in school, and here I am, hanging out with all the nerds on the chess team. It was it was a cool duality. And uh, uh, so uh, with chess, explain this to me. You know, you've got uh, people who are good at chess, uh, good at thinking like one or two moves ahead, right? But then also, there's supposed to be like an uncountable amount of moves on the chessboard as well. So how does those two facts uh, work with one another? Well, shit, I didn't get that far into it, man. It, this was middle school and high school. But, <laughs> I mean, it, you were always taught, like, hey, you need to, if you do this move, what would you do if your opponent did this move? And then that's how we, we tried to think about it is, all right, I'm going to make this move, but how would I counter it? And then... If they don't do one of those moves that you thought they were going to do to counter it, you're, you're kind of on the right track because, in your mind, this is what the smartest play for them would be. Oh, so it was really like broken down like nuts and bolts. So you had a couple of moves that you thought they might do because they're like popular moves. Right. right. Oh, okay. That makes more sense. <laughs> Maybe I'm just overthinking it. I'm not very good at chess. <laughs> That's okay, man. The older I get, the dumber I get. I probably couldn't even play it anymore. I don't think I've ever beaten the computer yet, so <laughs> I'll keep trying. <laughs> I don't think I've ever played a computer at it. When you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? An adult, a functioning adult, and and I got that one way the fuck wrong. <laughs> no, but in all in all seriousness, I I went through a lot of phases. So 
I was really good at sports, so I always wanted to be a professional athlete. Um, I actually got to accomplish that in a couple different sports. Um, I wanted to be a police officer. Glad I never went that route. <laughs> um, a firefighter and a chef. Those those were my dream jobs. Oh, nice. And I almost I almost accomplished a couple of them. I did accomplish a few of them. And uh, and now here we are. I'm I'm talking to people for a living, so. Ah, that's awesome. What's the shittiest job you've ever had? The shittiest job I ever had is probably my day job now. <laughs> I'm telling you what, man, I go into this motherfucker, and it, it's a good thing I got big front teeth because they try to just suck the soul right out my fucking teeth. Man, I'm telling you what, I'd rather jack off with a cheese grater than go into this <laughs> motherfucker every day. I'll fuck that pineapple. I'll fuck that pineapple. You fuck that pineapple if it keeps me out of work tomorrow. <laughs> I can't come in. <laughs> Got dick injuries from a pineapple. <laughs> Don't ask. <laughs> so I actually have broke my dick before, and that's some scary shit, my guy. <laughs> How'd you do that? <laughs> One of the shitty jobs I had. <laughs> so, so I drove this truck, right? And we had the, I went to these yards, and I, I'd apply chemicals to their bushes and shit. And we had this cabinet in the truck. And it had a hole in the bottom of it. So when we had to piss in the field, we get in this cabinet, close the door, piss right down the hole, it go right out the truck onto the ground. Well, I'm in this truck pissing, and a customer walks up and opens the cabinet. Now let me tell you what: never cut yourself off midstream. Oh, yeah, I yeah. pinched it. I pinched the end of my dick to stop pissing and try to pull my pants up real quick, and that shit exploded. Head of my dick just flowered. Poo. Blood fucking everywhere. I thought I was going to get pissed in my bloodstream and die. So here I am holding my dick with a fucking customer right here. <laughs> like goddamn blood everywhere. They just they just stopped, looked mortified, and went back into their goddamn house. I went back to work. I was like, I got to go to the hospital. I'll be back. Maybe. If I don't die. So... I go home, grab my wife at the time, and she takes me to the hospital. And and when they're admitting me, they, they're like, man, you got to wait outside. So I get in this hospital like, sir, now, now understand, I'm a big man. I, I'm I'm not short. I'm, I'm, I'm husky. Like, I'm a big man. They say, does your wife abuse you? Like, no, she didn't do this shit. <laughs> I'm I'm fucking terrified right now. I'm scared to death. So they let her back in. And we go back. <laughs> I thought it's because your dick looked that bad. No, they fought you. Right. So they they take me back to the hospital room. Like get me admitted. I'm no longer in triage. Now I'm telling you what. There is a time to laugh, and there is a time when laughing is not appropriate. And I'm the type of person that airs that laughing is always appropriate. But there is one time in goddamn my life. It's like don't fucking laugh. So the nurse walks into the room and she gets down eye level with my, my fucking thunder thimble and she puts that motherfucker in her hand and she starts laughing. My dick's broken. Andrew looking at my dick. Don't laugh. What the fuck? So then she leaves the room and the doctor comes in. He gets down. He puts my muscle sprout in his hand. He looks at it. And this motherfucker starts laughing. 
I said, what the fuck is so funny? My dick is broke. It ain't that goddamn small. This is not a laughing matter, people. I had to, I'll tell you what, I had to pee sitting down or in the shower for three months. Fucking oh. Yeah. I had to rub Vaseline on that shit. Me and my dick was always slimy and not for a good reason. How long before you could, like, ejaculate again? Three months, but the, even then it still hurt. I mean, because it's much thicker than piss, you know, and I just fucking ruptured my fucking winky eye down there. So, like, I mean, it was it was tragic, man. I can look back at it now and laugh, but having a doctor or a nurse with my dick in their hand and just start laughing like that was that was emasculating as shit. Fuck. What does three months of not coming do to your balls? I don't know about my balls, but it fucking turned your brain inside out. Yeah. <laughs> I was just walking down the hall, rubbing my dick on the wall, everything I could find. Oh, that plant looks sexy. I'm going to go rub my dick on this fake plant. <laughs> Pretend it's a vajungle. <laughs> He's wandering around how horny for like three months straight. <laughs> right. And I was on testosterone at the time too, so that didn't help. Oh, they were giving you testosterone? Yeah, I was taking oh. it before. Pre-dick injury, I was on oh, testosterone, free. and I took it for, I mean, I, I was on it for two years, man. Really? Was that uh, medically necessary, or was this, uh, like, a uh, choice for athletic purposes? We're going to say it was medically necessary, but really, I was just an athlete. No, oh, okay. Needs the bulk up. Yeah. What sports were you trying to get better at that point? Um, At that point, I was playing... Baseball competitively. Now, I had a chance to go pro and play in the minors, but I passed that up. Um, I was fighting professionally at the time, and I was also playing semi-pro football. So, Fucking hell. Killing it, man. American American football, not that fancy soccer shit y'all got. (laughs) With the helmets. (laughs) Yeah. It's a bit closer to rugby, actually. I don't know if you know what rugby is. Yeah, I know rugby is. Dude, rugby's dope. I ain't never played it. I'm a little scared too. It makes my butthole pucker up a little bit thinking about it. But that shit looks dope. That's pretty awesome. Yeah, I played it at school actually. But yeah, I was on the seconds team. So there was the first teams who was like the really good players, and the second team was a bit more like a fuck around. Like you'd <laughs> a bit more fun, and like it's a bit more playing as if you were playing at lunch with your mates instead of actually playing like competitively. But yeah, no, I really right. enjoyed it. Somebody gets hurt, you come in. <laughs> yeah. Like, motherfucker, the starter got hurt. What the fuck do you think is going to happen to me? <laughs> oh, nice. Um, uh, who, who were, like, your early comedy influences? Man, I hate to say it nowadays, but, I mean, because he's, he's changed a lot, but Rogan was definitely up there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, his early stand-up, it was just, it was bananas because the man is so intelligent, which is what baffles me now with all the shit going on with him. Like, you, you got to use your head, dude. Um, Christopher Titus, that's actually where the name Inner Idiot came from was Christopher Titus. One of his bits, he talked about this little voice inside your head. Just whenever you do something stupid, he'd be like, hey, where are you going? Um, so, yeah, there was him. And then... 
maybe not influences them, but there's a lot of people now that I really like. And you have to extend it with this explosion of social media that we have. So it's not just stand-ups now. Um, there's this TikTok TikToker named Hot Mess Express Pink Style. That's a cool name. And she she's an Indian, and she speaks. She she has no accent at all, but she does all her all her uh, all her videos in an Indian accent, and she's goddamn hilarious. And then you got Taylor Thompson. She's a she's a stand-up, and. Um, Eliza Schlesinger. Mm. I really like female stand-ups, man. I, I don't know what it is, but when you find a good one, it's like you just you want to hold on to them because I mean there's they're fucking gems. <laughs> but uh and and they just I feel like they're not afraid to say things that some of some men are afraid to say. And it's just it's refreshing. Yeah, nice. What like what comedy movies were you really into? Comedy movies. All right, now here's where I differentiate. Because, all right, Adam Sandler, genius. Jim Carrey, genius. But I cannot stand their movies. It's not my. <laughs> it's not my. It's me, man. And people look at me like you. You're you're in comedy. How can you not like them? They're the pioneers. It's like ah, it's just not my type. I don't like that over the top slapstick. Yeah, it's kind of slapstick, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I mean, Half Baked was was a lot over the top. I don't know if you remember Half Baked. Um, I'm probably a little bit older than you. Is that Dave Chappelle? Yeah. yeah, yeah. And this was Dave Dave Chappelle before, like we know Dave Chappelle now. But that was really good, even though it was slapstick. Um, and man, I'm blanking right now on on, on the movies that that really got me into comedy. Eddie Murphy was great. Eddie Griffin was great. Um, I really like I really like diversity with my comedy. Um, Aziz um, Ansari, I think his name is. Mm, yeah, he's funny. Yeah. Great stand-up, fucking, actually. Yeah, really good. His delivery. He's just so subtle and calm, and then, and then he can just flip up the butt. Yeah, yeah. And it's fucking great. Um, you hear Paul Mooney died the other day. And I, I feel bad for that, but I have no clue who he is. <laughs> like, I've seen his picture a little bit. Oh, no. And yeah, I feel yeah. like I should know. Really funny comedian. Yeah, yeah, you should check out some of his stuff. He's really funny. Right, right. I will. Um, didn't he write? He he was a writer for SNL, maybe. I think he. Oh, who did he write for? Uh, I'm blanking on it. Maybe Pryor, but I'm not 100. percent I mean Pryor. He's 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 classic. Yeah, so. I think he might have written for him, but I'm not sure. But yeah, he was a stand-up himself as well. But that that's my that's my comical, my comedian influences. I, I wouldn't call him influence because I feel like. I have a style of my own for the most part, but those are the people I look at. And you know what? I can, I can listen to these people all day. Ah, nice. So yeah, what was the origins of your podcast? The or all right. So it started out a lot years ago. People were like, you, you know, you're funny. You need to do comedy. Do do stand up. Try stand up. But let me tell you what, man. Stage fright's a motherfucker. I get up on stage and it's. I fucking clinch up. My butthole pucker's tighter than the first time I seen a Catholic priest, Peter, man. And I'm telling you what, it, it's hard to please the Lord. I thought the blood of Christ was red. It turns out it's white. So I, th- I made a deal with people. I was like, look, I'll start a YouTube channel. We'll go from there. I get so many subscribers. I'll do stand up. 
So I did the YouTube bit for a little bit, and this was five, five, six years ago. And then I split up with my ex at the time, and she ended up deleting all my stuff. She deleted yeah. your channel. Oh, wow. So then I started my first podcast. Now, my first podcast was just all recorded on the phone. Every every episode, we'd record it on the phone, upload it to YouTube, and then I had a uh, network that would upload it. The sound quality was trash. It was so bad. We had no mics, and there was no structure to it. And when it comes to something like that, I'm somebody that needs structure because I have brain squirrels really bad. I could be talking about one thing, and then, boom, I'm, I'm somewhere completely fucking else. But it was really bad, and I got really discouraged. So I quit doing it for a while, and then I met um, my co-host now, Lord Shorty, and he has he has a pretty dope home studio. And I was like, why don't, why don't we give this a go? And then that's that's how that that's how the inner idiot started. Oh. So, so he does the the editing. We don't really edit. <laughs> the extent of our editing is we hit pause to go smoke. We put in segue music. We come back and hit record. <laughs> So he's kind of he's he's a producer as well as uh, your co-host then. Uh, it depends on what you say. A producer is. I'd say he's the editor and he's our tech guy. Yeah. All the all the content we come up with besides Shorty's pool, I have prepared pre-recording. So we're going to record on Monday, starting Friday. I'll start outlining the show. It's not scripted out. I just. I give us key talking points mm. and then he comes in blind and because his blind reaction to some of the shit that I say is, is part of one of the best parts of the show. <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> so how did you meet? Well, we actually worked together and you know, we, we'd see each other in passing. Hey, how you doing? And we didn't really know each other. And then when my current ex and I split up my buddy, Camden, he's been on the show a few times. He started rooming with me, and he played D anD D. He's like, "Hey, why don't you why don't you play Dungeons and Dragons with?" Like, dude, that's nerd shit. You're, <laughs> ain't doing that. You're fucking stupid. So he he broke me down and he got me to play it. And let me tell you what, that shit is fucking epic. I love me some Dungeons and Dragons. And Shorty was was the DM, the dungeon master. And I was like, hey, I know you. He's like, yeah, I know you. It's like, oh, I'm bald, got a lot of hair. Let's be friends. <laughs> and uh, and that's how we met. So really, if you, if you listen to our show from the beginning, you're hearing our relationship build as the show goes on. So it's, it's kind of a cool dynamic because people say, you know, your all's chemistry is really good and, Really, that's just that's all natural. That that was no work. So us working well together, just it was just a thing of luck, really. That's really interesting. So yeah, I thought you had quite good chemistry in the first episode, actually. So I I, I was under the assumption assumption that you'd known each other for quite a while. No, we had only been we had only hung out maybe twice prior to that. Fucking a couple hell. of times playing Dungeons and Dragons. That's mad, isn't it? Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> I mean. We're, we're both very sociable people, though. So, I mean, I guess it just worked well. <laughs> I mean, my, my mother always said, 
you know, you've never met a stranger in your life. And I mean, I guess that's true. I'm, I'm kind of that funny asshole in the corner. That's like, yeah, go, he'll, he'll roast you, but he'll be your friend. So yeah, you, in your podcast, you do like, you sort of have top fives as well. And also you, what's the other thing you do? Oh, on this date. Uh, oh, when did you decide to do that? Was that like right at the beginning or was this something you had in your mind before? So the, the top five thing, I, I'm a sucker for a good list. I've always been a sucker for a good list. Uh, you ever heard of David Letterman? Mm, yeah, of course. Well, he did, a, he did a top 10 list on every one of his episodes. Oh. And, and a lot of comedy to me is like, I, I like hearing these lists. I like hearing what makes people tick. Like, how can they twist this? this maybe this serious matter into a joke. So I knew right from the get go and on the previous podcast I had done and videos I had done, I'd always done a lot of lists. So I knew from jump lists is going to be a part of this. Well, the night before we did the first podcast, I'm sitting in bed and I have nothing. I got absolutely nothing. I got my list. That's it. I'm like, well, how am I going to make 30 minutes of content out of this fucking list because i don't know how him and i are going to interact i was like you know what's kind of cool is i can i can i can bring up some dumb history and, and maybe we can turn it into conversation and i was like you know what else i can bring up some really stupid what the fuck facts and maybe that'll create some conversation and, and the rest is history i went in there i had a few things ready to go and we just did it on the fly and from that moment you're like we we're like, you know what? We're not going to script this shit. We're just going to run it like this. We'll add and subtract as we go. It, it was a conversational buffer when you started then. Right. And oh. and if you notice now, sometimes we don't even do on this day in history and sometimes we don't do what the fuck facts. It's it really like we, we go from the top five and then we just see where the show's going to take us from that point. And that's how we like to do it. And a lot of times we'll it'll depend on the guest. And now we have um, we have Miss Ava in there with us now. So um, she's brand new. This is her first time at it. So and it's been really interesting seeing how she's grown in the last few episodes and, and really starting to open up. So that's been cool. But yeah, I mean, that that's the structure of our show. The structure is there is no real structure. We're just going to do a top five and see where the fuck the wind takes us. Is it Ava who's got the snake? Yeah, she just got a fucking snake and she better not bring that motherfucker over. Let me tell you what, man. Have you ever tried to fucking slither? That shit is unnatural. It's of the goddamn devil. Uh, is that your biggest fear? That and heights. Fuck both of them. Snakes on a goddamn plane ain't Snakes my thing. Uh-uh. No, sorry. Oh. What about public speaking? Is that up there with snakes and heights? Yeah, kind of. Um, I'm getting a little better about it. Uh, we're, we're actually going to do a live show. I want to say in a month or so. It's gonna. We're gonna put it up live on like Facebook, Instagram. We'll go live, but then we'll also record it as we do a regular episode. But if you're watching it live, you know you'll get to see the interactions between us and the crowd and and all that jazz. It's, it's, it's definitely going to be a test. I feel like with Shorty there, Shorty's, Shorty can be my anchor. So not all eyes are on me, even though I am an attention whore. <laughs> um, 
but I, I feel like having him up there with me will really help. Oh, no. So did you get around to doing stand-up at all? I was actually scheduled to do a stand-up about two months ago, and it got canceled <sighs> because because I couldn't have I didn't have a babysitter. Oh no! Dude, yeah, it was it was one of the moments. It was kind of like I was like, oh please, I hope I don't have a babysitter. I hope I can cancel this shit, oh. and it worked out just right. <laughs> I was so nervous, man. Oh fuck, man! You got to do it if you want to do it. I I'm, I hate public speaking as well, but. Just starting to get on the open mics. Well, I was before the lockdown, and the uh, places are just starting to open up again now. So, yeah, I'll be back at it. But yeah, it is terrifying, man. I'm in the same boat as you. Absolutely hate public speaking. But see, this here, this doesn't bother me. Um, being recorded, mm. and and you could set me in a room full of a thousand people, and they can all be watching my stuff, and it won't bother me. Mm. But the moment I have to do it live, my stutter comes out. Mm my fucking oh i just get angsty my butthole's so tight i probably bend a penny in half with my butt cheeks and i ain't even got butt cheeks <laughs> so it's just all legs so i'm just bending pennies with my leg cheeks <laughs> but you seem to be super good at um doing like the one-way conversations on instagram with the videos you do uh it is it the one-way conversation with a bunch of people that bothers you um no, it's just, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it is. Um, I really don't know. The one way conversations is just always kind of been my thing. Um, that's, that's how the YouTube started. And I don't, I don't know if it's that I know people are actively watching me and that I can't, I can't fix it afterwards. I can't look at it and be like, all right, is, is this okay for the world to see? Maybe that's what it is. Cause it's the spur of the moment thing. Cause some of those things that I put on Instagram or that I put on TikTok, I'll watch it before I upload it, and I'll be like, "No, that I gotta. I said this wrong. I gotta do it again." So it's like, um, no safety net. Yeah, that okay. that's probably exactly it. I have no safety net up there. Uh, that's interesting. It's probably the same as well. I haven't really tried to deconstruct in my mind what bothers me about it, but yeah. So, um, what I should have asked you before: what was your YouTube channel at slash original podcast about? The same things, really. So um, it was called Saint Sauce because my nickname's always been Saint. My uh, my initials are ST. So it was it was my way when I was younger. When I first started fighting, my first professional fight, I was sixteen, and you had to be eighteen at least. <laughs> so I just I was like, "Well, fuck! What name am I going to tell him? What's my name?" I mean, it was really easy back then because I'm an old fucker to get over on people. So they just said, I don't know, pick something. So I just looked at my initials like Saint. I was just telling my name Saint. So that's just always kind of been my nickname. So I just, Saint Sauce, it, it, it rolls off the tongue. And uh, I used to play this game called Put Some Sauce on It. Mm. So it just went well together. I'd pull random weird fucking questions that I'd write down out of a hat. And I'd ask the people around me, they'd answer them. And I'd roast them for their fucking answers. And then I'd pick a winner at the end. That's such a funny idea. Would you bring something like that back? Yeah, we, we did it on one episode. Um, I believe we did it on It's December. And it's actually our highest listened to episode. It's, it's yeah. going to be the first one to hit a thousand listeners. Oh, nice. Uh, that's awesome. But that that's where, that's how mine originated. That and the list. Oh, uh, how old are you, by the way? How old am I? Yeah. I how old you. are you? I'm 32. Oh, okay. That ain't too bad. I thought you were in your, your 20s, boss. Oh, yeah. 
No, I'm 37. 37, okay. Yeah, because you, you alluded to being born in the 80s in a couple of episodes, but you never actually said your exact age. Ah, 37. You look good for 37. I, I, tend, to, I tend to give it out on my guest appearances because that, that question always comes up. You know, how old are you actually? Are you? <laughs> you say a different age every time. <laughs> I usually tell people I'm in my 40s. That way they be like, oh, you look young for your age. Instead of being like, I'm 37. They're like, motherfucker, you look 40. <laughs> I'd say you're around my age, so yeah, you look you look slightly younger. Nice and fresh. Yeah, no, no uh, people always think I'm like 24, so take it as a compliment unless they think I just act like I'm 24. <laughs> Man, I still act like I'm 16 half the time. It, it's funny because I see people my age and I think, God damn, they're old. And then I realize <laughs> like, well, shit, I'm that old. Maybe I should grow the fuck up one day. I feel like the most adult thing I do is eat asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so you got kids now uh any life lessons from having kids yeah don't have kids <laughs> no I, lo- I love my kids man um i do frequently think about selling them to um pay for my coffee addiction <laughs> but my kids they're polar opposites my oldest she's a sweetheart she really is she's she's fucking heaven sent and my youngest I'm pretty sure that little motherfucker's in a gang (laughs) and she is straight from the fucking loins of Satan, like straight out the fires. She came up and said, the world is mine. And there's a lot of pressure with that, man, because she's going to be the end of the world. She's going to bring on the apocalypse. And here's the pressure with that is she likes me. So I don't know, like, if I disappoint her, like, am I going to get the wrath more or am I going to be the last motherfucker left on earth? It's, it's one of the two things. I'm either the first one gone or the last one gone. I can't even be in that happy in between. Uh, so funny. Uh, you kind of alluded to this in one of your episodes. I can't remember which episode it was, but it might have been your newest one, actually, which was... Oh, what was the question? Uh, things you expected adulthood to be like. Is that the latest episode? Yeah, that was the newest episode. And the one I thought of, but it was kind of alluded to, but in a slightly different way. But when you're a kid, you look at your parents and you think uh, they've got to have like shit sorted out or feel like an adult. And then you get to the age they were when they had you. And you're just like, no. <laughs> so does that feeling change at all when you have kids or no not at all the, oh. it's it, it actually it makes you feel even more like you don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're doing it's like god damn it how did i even make it to this age like i done ate some shit i shouldn't have ate i done put a bunch of shit in my body i shouldn't have put in it like <laughs> i done some dangerous shit some illegal shit how the fuck am i still here and how to how do i prevent these little fucking crotch weasels from doing it too no, I still don't fucking know. I wake up every day and drink a whole cup of I don't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. So it never goes away. <laughs> no. No, it hasn't yet, man. I, I don't know. Maybe I'll retire one day and I'll be like, ah, I figured that shit out. Uh, do you ever say anything on your podcast and then be like, oh shit, I hope my kids never hear that? I mean, yeah, I don't want them hearing <laughs> shit that I say. I'm... None of it. Just don't, don't get me wrong. Um, I am, I am a very open-minded parent. I will let my children say what they want to say. 
I will let my children be who they want to be. And I encourage that because growing up, you know, in my, in our, in our generation, there was a very, there was a pressure to be a certain something, you know, a lot of stuff wasn't accepted. You, you had to be within this mold or you're broken. So I, I, I thoroughly push my kids to be what they want to be and, and say what they want to say. But here's the double edged sword. Now I said this on the show before my little girl, I'll tell my little one, my youngest, I'll be like, I fucking love you, Everly. And she, I fucking love you, dad. <laughs> and she's recently started going to preschool. So I had to sit her down and I had to tell her, look, you are not allowed to say bad words at school. Don't do it. Of all the things you've learned from me, don't say bad words. <laughs> so I pick her up from her first day of school and, and she's an asshole. She really is. She's mean as shit. And I looked at her, I was like, Everly, you weren't mean to people, were you? And she looks at me so guilty, just with straight guilt in her eyes, because I could tell, like, she probably stole some kids' cookies or something. And she said, but I, I didn't cuss, Dad. <laughs> like, oh, <laughs> silver linings, little girl, silver linings. Uh, I, actually, I actually picked her up today, <laughs> and she looked at me, she handed me her thing, she did it in art. And she's like, Dad, the teacher spelt my fucking name wrong. Three-year-old in my backseat <laughs> cussing out her goddamn teacher. <laughs> so you didn't say that to the teacher, did you? No, you told me not to say fuck at school. Yeah, that's my girl. Uh, that's going to be, if I, if I have kids, that's definitely going to be something I worry about is just partly the swearing that I constantly do and don't even realize and sort of then having to go on and teach them that there's certain words you can't use in front of people and also just the like uh just the fact that me and my friends or me and my partner like take the piss out of each other all the time and is that going to translate to are they going to then be mean to people and not realize that you have to be like good friends to be mean with someone or I don't know (laughs) (laughs) I I mean I, I wish I had the answers for you I mean because I didn't follow a lot of the examples that were set, set in front of me. I had a very troubled childhood, and I didn't go down a lot of those paths that I saw my parents go down. So I honestly believe that all these people, oh, you got to do this as a parent. You got to do this as a parent. I kind of think a kid's going to do what the <laughs> fuck that kid's programmed to do when they were born. <laughs> like, you know what? This kid was going to be great when they were born. Just let the motherfucker be great. Like, yeah, I probably shouldn't do or say some shit, but they're going to make up their own goddamn mind one day. <laughs> and you got these little ugly kids that, like, they just come out ugly. You're like, you know what? Adoption is an option. That kid is hideous. It's probably going to be an asshole. <laughs> That's the um, only thing I'm allergic to in this world is ugly fucking kids. Ugly kids. <laughs> God damn, you ever been trapped in an elevator with an ugly kid and their parents there and you got to struggle to be nice to that little motherfucker? Uh, I hate kids. Uh, I find annoying kids a lot worse than ugly kids. An ugly, quiet kid is all right. <laughs> You'd have to look at them. <laughs> uh, see, I don't know, man. Because the only thing worse than being a funny, annoying, ugly kid is being a not funny, ugly uh, kid. 
Like you got, like you you can't tell these kids like you can be whatever you want to be when you grow up. That that ain't the goddamn truth. You're ugly as sin. You ain't gonna be no goddamn model or actor, porn star. Ain't none of that. You better be funny, or you better be smart, or you ain't never laying in bed with somebody. It ain't fucking happening. My mom told me at a young age, son, you're ugly, and I've seen you grades. You better be fucking funny, or you ain't never getting laid, son. Like mom, you're right. <laughs> She she told me she like your dad was funny. He wow. was not attractive. Now here's the thing, my who I think is my dad, he was an attractive man. So that made me think like that motherfucker ain't funny. Like, goddamn, <laughs> mom, what the hell did you do? You cheat on dad with a funny fat guy. <laughs> the fuck? Oh uh, bless. <laughs> That's so funny. So what you got coming up? Um what, what we got coming up? We got I mean, we got our episodes. We got an episode coming up May 29th with a local fighter who who's actually trained with two UFC veterans, uh, Rich Franklin and George Gergel. She trains out of their gym in Cincinnati. She's coming on May 29th. And then, like I said, we got some live shows that we got in the works. And then in my local area, we're going to try and organize a uh, stand-up night, and I'm going to MC that. Oh, sick. So. So that way, there's not too much pressure on me. Like I'm just the MC. I ain't gotta be that goddamn fun. You can just do it. But that's the bursts as well, right? So that that's what we have coming up. Um, we're always thinking about expanding because honestly, this this is what I want my living to be: just talking to people, um, doing comedy. I'm I'm getting old, man. My body's breaking down. <laughs> my body's breaking down, but my mouth still works. So. <laughs> the main bit <laughs> it's a good thing I was my girlfriend leave me if my mouth didn't work she loves my mouth oh <laughs> all the kissing <laughs> yeah. all, all the kisses i've snatched and all the snatches i've kissed <laughs> oh, awesome uh what other podcast should people check out what other podcasts mm. well definitely this motherfucker right here because this has been a goddamn blast oh, thanks, and of man. course the inner idiot. Um, I'm, I'm a big fan of Atwood Bar Podcast. These guys are great. They just don't promote a whole lot. Okay. But they're really good. They're they're this style. It's five guys. They sit around a, a, a bar in one of their basements. It's a really neat-looking studio. Um, I don't know a whole lot of other ones. I do know a few good ones. you got the Hops Geeks. They're, they're really good, unexpected is good um i have i unfortunately i don't get around to listening to a lot of these ones that people want me to listen to or to be a part of because i do all the promotion for my for my show i do every bit of it so i'm running four different social media accounts and trying to keep up with all of them and i try to interact with anybody that's interacting with me because i feel the best way to make a fan a loyal fan is to become their friend. Mm. So I want to, if you, if you enjoy my stuff, I want to speak to you on a, on a regular basis. I want to know what you think about my work. You know, did, did you enjoy this? Did you enjoy that? Do you think there was something I should have done differently? I really value the input from the people that listen and support us. And, and I try to give that back the best I can because we met through Twitter 
I believe. And then it, it spilt over to Instagram. Yeah. I think it was to it first. And, and the Twitter podcast community, even though we're like some goddamn Jehovah witnesses, just knocking on doors. (laughs) Hey, have you heard of this? Like it's a great fucking community. It's super supportive. I mean, if you're talking to a hundred different podcasters on there, 90% of them are going to be there to help you out. Yeah, there's a lot of good uh, good people doing podcasts on there that I've chatted to. Yeah. And the good thing is, is, is a lot of them are indies like us. I mean, we didn't get the start that Rogan did, or we didn't get the start that um, Dax Shepard did, or these famous people that just decide, hey, I'm going to do a podcast. We're, we're like, we're like the, the ugly stripper in the corner, and they're all the, the hot strippers right so we got to really do something cool like shoot fruit loops out of our buttholes yeah. just to make people pay attention to it you know what i mean like like hey hey come come watch me shoot this fucking skittle right out my asshole into your left ear hole like it'll be fucking grand tell your friends <laughs> <laughs> tell your friends oh that's so funny man uh, i've really enjoyed talking to you we should do it again hey man anytime you want for sure man uh any words of wisdom before i let you go any words of wisdom man i didn't have one prepared oh sorry usually i have words of wisdom prepared i'll just give you a classic man when life gives you lemons just be glad it wasn't herpes hey thanks for listening and thank you to tyler for joining me check out the inner idiot podcast on spotify and follow the show on instagram twitter and tiktok via the link provided anyways it's been fun okay nice one bye